Today on the Star Parent Podcast, we have Nat Bedard calling in from Jamaica. She's going to be dropping some serious knowledge and truthfulness about building resilience within yourself. Thanks for being here, the Star Parent Podcast. Today on the Star Parent Podcast, we have Nat Bedard calling in actually from Jamaica, Negril. Um, extremely jealous and really thankful for you taking the time today to be with us. Thank you, Lorraine. I'm thankful to be here and to send the energy so that yeah. you can hear the atmosphere, the culture, the nature, so that it can some of the people to want to travel. A really good point about sharing energy. And um, some people might not believe in that ability that we have as humans to share energy through long distance, but I believe in that. So I appreciate yeah. you sending off that vibe because actually I didn't think about it until you brought it up about that re-entering in, into the world again socially and, and traveling and what that must bring for uh, many people who have been forced to be isolated over the past couple of years. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's something that you have to acknowledge. There's excitement, there's exhilaration, and also there's a lot of fear. Because you're going mm. into an unknown, and we've been told that the unknown of traveling is very dangerous. Right. So you yeah. have to be able to acknowledge some of that, to release it. Well, we're jumping right into our topic today. And the topic we're talking about is building resi resilience within ourselves and, and what that looks like. And Nat has a wonderful platform where uh, she invites people to join called Lift Oneself. And that focuses on a lot of re building resilience within yourself, listening, be becoming more aware, becoming more conscious. And the things we want to talk about today is that emotional regulation that happens when you're facing something new. Mm -hmm. And for some people, feeling, understanding your uh, emotions and feelings is something new now because it's becoming more popular for us to look in words for happiness than outwards. So I'm going to mm -hmm. give you the floor, Nat, and, and share with us your insight on this. The thing is, is that we need to understand our biology. We need to understand our nervous system. And I understand that a lot of people will say, well, that's too complicated. That's too scientific. And I don't have the ability. Yet I, I challenge you to say, yes, you do, because you're in your nervous system. You're navigating through it. You just haven't been able to engage with it. You never thought to interrupt certain habits and patterns. And also, like you said, to actually feel your emotions and to go into the underpinnings of your emotions and to mm. really articulate and give verbiage to it, yet also feel them. There's a lot of emotions that people are now coming to feel that have been suppressed or they've bypassed. And what happens with energy is that it builds up and then it becomes, it feels like a big tsunami, a big wave that's coming in and that you feel like you're gonna drown and you're not gonna be able to survive feeling that overwhelmment. Yet mm. the thing that allows us to navigate through that is our breath, which we take for granted that because of our autonomic nervous system, it just, we breathe, that's what keeps us alive. That's what keeps our, our vessel, our body alive. 
yet we haven't been taught to interrupt our patterns by focusing on our breath and regulating our nervous system. And by regulating our nervous system, it means acknowledging what we're feeling inside with honesty, not faking the funk with a mask and trying to push away what we are actually feeling by blaming another person, by blaming our triggers. It's actually by acknowledging what is feeling and allowing there to be a space to release it. So a lot of times, you know, you'll hear people say that I don't care or um, that's, none of, that's not my problem. And that's a bit of bypassing of not wanting to feel the sensitivity of it all. It's wanting to only focus on one part and not having the ability to be with your pain. Mm. The one thing I want to go ahead. So I'm going to back it up a little bit because I want to I want to make something clear because I'm realizing that there are a lot of people that, well, we all feel emotions, but there are a lot of people that don't have the vocabulary to label the feelings yeah. of those emotions. And we are not even taught. It's almost like we're walking around emotionally illiterate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And That's like our, our vocabularies, because we're not able to compartmentalize the feeling in our minds, it's, it shows up in different ways through our, our bodies. And yeah. sometimes that can even be an illness. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I, wanna, I wanna back up because I think there's so, there's so much education that we need to do as just adults to understand individual emotions. Like what, in, what is it, not, not emotion, a feeling. What is a feeling and what is not a feeling? Because you said before about blaming and, you know, when you're, when you're not being honest with yourself you're, and you're blaming, that's a very good invitation that you're not being honest with yourself if you feel justified to blame somebody else for something that's happening in your life. But that takes awareness. And it's, it's I'm just like, if it almost seems like you can't get to that level unless you accept something. Mm-hmm. And the thing to accept is your pain. Yeah. We numb, we're, we're, we are now socially conditioned to be anti-pain. Yeah. And pain is a portal. Bang. Not in a way of self-sabotaging and hurting yourself. It's in a way of recognizing that life is impermanent. Change means impermanence. Yep. And then we have to go within ourselves to see where we've separated from self. Where the fear has us interpreting our emotions as something that's awful and bad. You know, the one emotion that gets such a bad rap that's really needed is anger. It's so misunderstood. Yeah. You said that the last time you were on here. I remember I wrote down, you said, the job of the emotion is to provide energy to the brain. Emotions allow hormones to be released. And I thought that was so wise of you to say that because that process of release, our brain is, is almost like we're aware it's happening, but we can't compartmentalize it because we haven't been taught to understand it. That flow of energy, that the, 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 the rising of sensations in our body that we haven't been able to 
oh no, what does that mean? What, what does that mean? What's happening right now? And like you said, numbing it. We're, we've, been, we've been programmed to, to numb pain, take away pain, avoid pain, escape pain. And it's the, it's the portal. Mm-hmm. And for any, lis- yeah, and for any listeners that are experiencing physical pain, this is in no way dismissing your experience. Mm. And the reason why I can speak like this is because I was hospitalized eight years ago and I had severe pain. I had lesions in my cerebellum, my menges, my brainstem. I was hospitalized for almost 40 days. I went through this tremendous physical pain. Mm. And so I'm speaking from lived experience, not a theory, not somebody telling you about a spiritual practice. I'm actually speaking from my own lived experience and what is possible. And I am living proof of what is possible if you're willing to engage and it's going to be work. There is no way around this. There is going to be work. There is not these unicorns pooping out rainbows all the time. It isn't. You have to face parts of you that you have cut off. And to reintegrate those parts can feel very averse. Mm. For our listeners out there, Nat, you know, what does it, what does it look like? Or how does somebody know when they're not emotionally, emotionally regulated? when they're not even able to communicate what's going on and how they're feeling. And when they're projecting and they're very irritated about everything or don't have any patience or very dense in an energy and feeling very depressed all the time. Yet not even able to, you know, one of my twins had said, well, the definition of a depression is not knowing what you're doing. And I'm like, actually, that is wrong because if you don't know what's causing your depression, then you have no power to get out of it. You have to be able to acknowledge what is going on inside you. And a lot of us don't have spaces where we can be fully honest and transparent because we're afraid of the judgment. What comes up for me when you just said that was, People who do get out of depression with medication and outside force, and when they have been emotionally regulated and on their own, quote unquote, to do that process and fall back to that depression state and not understanding, again, how did I get there? How did I get back up? Oh, and some people do realize that maybe the the medication isn't the, the, the solvable uh, I guess, solution for them. Maybe there might be other techniques like um, modalities like, you know, yoga, like you said, deep breathing, going back to the breath, through meditation, finding your own way to self-regulate, like you said, is the ultimate. Like that's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. That's the work mm-hmm. that we have to do is being able to regulate ourselves. Notice that we're unre- unregulated and to be able to regulate ourselves. And it's so challenging in our society that just seems unfair at times. And there's like this letting go. I, 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 was, I read this thing about a month ago and I love it. It said the soul has no hate. The soul has, does not attach to anything. 
the soul's position is to desire, to love, and to let go. And if we can mm -hmm. tap into our soul's purpose, it's so, it's a lot easier to regulate. So we're just going to let go of a lot of things that we don't need. And that's a lot of psychological junk we have. Yeah. 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 You made a post the other day about worry. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. The worry is like a rocking chair. You feel like you're going going somewhere and you're moving, but you're actually not going anywhere. And it's actually, you know, we are bombarded with a lot of fear. We're bombarded with information overload. And a lot of the information we're given, we cannot take any action with. So we're left with a bunch of worry where we are feeling that we need to control. And what do you do when you feel you need to control? You take some action. Yet the information that you have, you're not able to take any action with. So, of course, you're worried. Because you were just given all kinds of information that has nothing to do with your actual direct lived experience. So taking so things out. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, it, it's just, I think a lot of times people don't know how to engage with worry. People keep saying, don't worry. Worry is worthless. And it's, why? Because it has to make sense for them. Just because it makes sense for you. You know how to apply it. They need to make sense of it. Mm -hmm. It has to make sense from the inside out. Yeah. That's challenging because there are a lot of people that have, you know, a lot of people have faith in, in God. And, you know, they'll say in the Bible that, you know, uh, to give your worry to God, give your worry to Jesus, you know. And there are some people that have that mentality to give their worry to a higher for form than that or a higher force or a higher mm -hmm. power. But then there are some people who don't believe in that. It's, it's very scientific. So who do they give that mental energy to or what? And I, and I would say they're both speaking the same language. Yeah, it's releasing the information and the energy that's in the nervous system. Uh, I so love for some, said that and somebody sit behind you just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, you know, that wants to focus on a religious aspect, a spiritual aspect, and give it to God, give it to okay, and those that need data and scientific, it's the same language you're speaking. It just looks different. Mm -hmm. And this, this thing of wanting to be right, that's what gets us all into such a, a jumble. Yep. Everybody needs the right path, and it's like, no, it looks, that's why we have diversity, and that's why we need diversity. That's why we have different types of foods, different types of cultures. Yes. So a lot of the things that are said within different secular areas, they're speaking the same thing. It just, it, it's presented differently. Yeah. So this letting go is actually releasing. And to be able to release means that you have to have acceptance, acknowledgement, and just be honest. Because when you're not honest, the thing still stays harbored in you. When you keep saying like, oh, I don't love this person or um, they don't bother me anymore, when actually you still do love them and you still do long for them, it doesn't help you. By releasing and saying that, you know what, I still have feelings for this person and I'm still hurting with this and I need to learn how to shift this perception. Not deny it and, and belittle what I'm actually feeling. 
actually, I want to bring in honesty so that I can release it and go into what I deserve. Mm -hmm. What are some shifts that people can make to, I, to like, like, like the example that you gave, longing for someone? Longing for somebody is that you'll have to be with the sadness the longing, uh, needing to feel desired, the validation, and releasing the tears. Mm -hmm. You know, tears have such a, a wrong definition of they're only attached to the sadness. They're multidimensional. Like you can have gratitude with your tears and sadness and anger. You can have all of them all at once. It's not yeah. one or the other. They're feelings. Mm -hmm. And we're multidimensional beings that can feel many things all at once. Yeah. Yet we've been told to only focus on one thing. And we haven't, you know, most people only see their emotions as anger, sadness, and happiness. Where it's like, well, what's under the happiness? What's under the sadness? What's yeah. under the fear? What are the underpinnings? Oh, that it's makes not just so sense. <laughs> straight cut. And, and it's going to look different for each person because of their childhood experiences and how they interpreted themselves in these experiences because the healing that everybody's seeking is being able to shift your perception when you're angry like say when you're angry and you're frustrated with somebody do you know how difficult it is to release that narrative and see why am i allowing this to be so in power of me why am i not allowing myself to be joyful right now why am i brewing in this and thinking that it's going to serve me and it's going to help me Mm -hmm. well, yeah, the first to be able 90 to, seconds. To the, yeah, the first 90 seconds is that overload. Chemical you know, dump. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's why like five seconds, ask anybody when they've been frustrated with their child or angry or anything, how to keep your mouth quiet and just breathe and not say anything. Five seconds can feel like torture. Mm -hmm. Because we are, it's like a hot potato. You want to just get rid of it. You want to pass it on. You want to offload it. And mm -hmm. to be able to, you see, a lot of people want to do this when they're in the moment. And it's like, no, you do this practice when you're regulated so that you know how to access these tools when you're dysregulated. Because you will not be able to access these tools when you're dysregulated. Unless you've been in the practice. <laughs> you will not be able to access these tools when you're dysregulated unless you've been practicing while you've been regulated. Yeah. So through the discipline and the routine is part of the building resilience. Mm -hmm. And that's nothing that can be avoided. It's like mm -hmm. going to the dentist and you haven't flossed your teeth in six months. You can't just floss your teeth the nights before. Mm -hmm. Think the dentist is not going to see it. <laughs> exactly. And look at, and that is, is the lie that we create also because we're trying to impress somebody else and not able yeah. to stand in our truth and just yeah. say, I don't like flossing. Yeah. Yeah. That That's honesty true. right there. And look at how much energy and worry and anybody that's listening has done something where they're trying to impress somebody else because they're not able to stand in their truth because they're afraid of the perception and the judgment of somebody else. When in actuality, it's just the filter of their own self-judgment it's going through. True. There's truth in that. And there's also the, the society, like the society, like our environment 
how our environment has shaped us and our environment the way it shapes the way we think. And thankfully, people are becoming more aware of their environment. And I think the pandemic had something, something great to do with it because people are aware of what, what's going on around them. What's in my room? What's, who's beside me? Who are my friends? You know, what, what's, what's my job? Do I like my job? Yeah. Am I and, loving uh, myself? Am exactly. I being kind to myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a what are my needs? Awareness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how do I state them? Mm-hmm. How do I really feel? Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Most people are like, not most, a lot of people are not able to articulate what they're feeling. Oh, no, not at all. I recently got into a situation where someone said this, and I actually use it in a post, they said, I felt attacked. And mm-hmm. when they said that, I literally shut down and I just listened because I know that I felt attacked is not a real feeling. Mm-hmm. Attacked is not a feeling. I felt fear. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt, I felt disappointment. I felt defensive. Those are real feelings. So when you're able to understand that the person you're speaking to or the person speaking to you hasn't been able to honestly and clearly identify their own feelings, that's the time just to listen. Because you can't engage. They're going to hold you accountable for the way they feel. And, and in that moment, that person's triggered. That person is, is not regulated. And to have a, commu- to have a cl- communication with somebody who's not regulated, anybody who knows, to have a conversation with a toddler having a temper tantrum, it's not fun. And just realizing that what you're going when you're dealing with somebody who's being triggered or not regulated, if you can stand within your truth and stand within your own re- balanced and regulated system, like just holding space. Like you, you actually made a post about this the other day about. You said, offer to listen in a way that the speaker hears themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that so much. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we're talking, but we're not actually even listening to ourselves when we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. We're expressing. Or, or we're wanting, we're really wanting that other person to feel what we're feeling. And mm-hmm. that's also a part of resilience when you realize no one is going to feel the way you feel ever. Mm-hmm. When you go of that want or need for people to feel what you're feeling to be heard, You'll, you'll feel so much better. Yeah. Because we have to feel pain. It's, it's the validating. When we feel invalidated, we always sought out other people to make us feel validated. And now it's coming back into the ownership of you were to validate yourself. But as a child, you look for that validation in your parents. Am I doing it right? Am I worthy? Am I deserving? Am I doing the things that are required? Am I making you happy? Am I so you're looking outside constantly and not recognizing that the validation is within yourself. And so that is a learning curve for a lot of people to even also acknowledge that they are triggered of feeling invalidated. You know, you were saying parents, you know, your a, a child will look to their parents for that approval and validation. But then as we get older older it transforms from Parent to teacher, teacher to boss, boss mm-hmm. to spouse or partner or friend or, you know, neighbor. We start or children or, or, 
or children or a hundred thousand followers on whatever gram, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's that constantly seeking for that validation that brings a sense of emptiness because our soul knows that the validation comes from within. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be able to acknowledge you're invalidated, then you can understand that, Oh, I need to take time to just feel what I'm feeling right now and release it. Yes. When you don't satisfy your soul, you start to feel empty. Mm -hmm. And you can be surrounded in a room with all the beautiful things and still be empty. Yeah. And, you know, for those, you know, some of this, well, it's not practical. No, this doesn't mean that you don't have responsibilities and it doesn't mean that you're not going to be doing things that you don't want to do. That's just, you know, what it is to be a human. It's taking the responsibility of, well, what is it that I actually need to do and be in the needs and not the wants and desires of other people. Mm-hmm. But also be responsible and recognize, yeah, like what I'm, when I'm speaking about emotions, it, mean, it doesn't mean to get rid of your emotions. It means to be able to navigate through them and let them go through because that's what it is to be human. Yeah. You need your emotions to give you a compass. You, you need to know when you don't like something or when something feels unsafe or you don't feel satisfied. Those are their data, their information. It's just unfortunate that many people take it as a directive. That because I'm feeling this way, then I must do this. Where mm. it's like, no, no, take a pause and let it just pass through. Feelings. I bought this package and I'll put it somewhere on the Instagram or something, but um, it's a package of emojis that from Amazon and they're just little emoji magnets on that you can put on the fridge. Mm -hmm. And every morning when Sparrow and I do our calendar and it's just become a daily routine and I love it. I ask him, what do you want to feel today? Mm -hmm. And he'll choose the emojis that he loves. He loves the uh, good idea emoji. Mm -hmm. So he'll put that on the magnet and throughout the course of the day, when his feelings pass through, I will choose, oh, you're, look, you sound really upset right now. Or remember when you were really upset earlier and I put it on that day. Mm-hmm. So by the, end of the day, by the end of the evening, we've have like a good 25 different emotions that he's passed through or I've passed through throughout the day that we talk about. Yeah. And it's just so much easier now because he'll say, I'm angry and he'll cross his fist and they'll go off on a corner and say he's angry and I'm like okay you're angry right now I get that mm-hmm. and he can he can say it yeah it's important also to be able to have the freedom to say it yeah and be okay with that I know and nobody's especially... trying to fix it well yeah that's the hard thing with parents it is, when, it when is. we see our children that's distressed our yeah that's our warrior work yeah, because if we weren't given it, it's hard to give it to somebody. It's hard to re to learn something that's new, and it's also because you have to regulate yourself mm. to be able to weather the storm and witness. Because, like I I was going to say before, the biggest thing of parenting is being able to witness the pain in somebody else, and to be able to do that is that you need to witness your own pain. Yes. Yet, if you haven't been witnessing your own pain, every little thing your child does, it just activates and you want to shut it down. You're not able to witness their pain. Yeah. You want to take it away. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to do them any, any good in the long term. No. 
no, yeah. because they need to navigate. That's what life life is filled with. It. Life so is filled with it. life is impermanent, mm -hmm. and so to have that space to be able to witness that it, it's huge growth for a human being. Mm -hmm. So if you get that as a child, it doesn't mean that you're not able to get it as an adult. Yeah. This 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 thing about you can't teach an old dog new tricks, rubbish. Yeah. It's just that the person has to be willing. And that's the, the, the thing. Not many people are willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. And we have to have acceptance of that. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. My father recently started taking a, he took a therapy, actually over COVID, he did a, a certification online and it's to help with uh, social therapy and communities with um, senior citizens and stuff like that. Yeah. And I've noticed a big shift in his ability to listen to my pain yeah. before he would just shut it down or, or be like, I'll go talk to your mom or whatever. But now he's just so much more open and it's because he's made a just choice mm -hmm. to, 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 to be of service to people and to be able to hold space. Mm -hmm. And that took that he meant means that he actually has to feel things that are not so fun and yeah. so different from my dad. He's not good with sadness. But mm -hmm. I can tell that he's he's trying. He's really choosing yeah. to learn. So like you said, you, the old dog learning new tricks, it's possible. Totally it possible if they, want, if they want to. Yeah. How do we celebrate resilience? We celebrate it by being with people that will honor us in our work. Mm -hmm. yeah. That will validate us. That will encourage us. That will keep us accountable also. That won't yes. be passive. That won't be, um, you know, so positive. Like this positive, positive, positive. It's like, no, you, you need to be able to call out things that people are doing also. Yes. Because a lot of times we don't even know how we're, we're self-harming ourselves with yeah. our thoughts and the way that we use our language. Yes. And so to, you know, support that resilience is also, you need to support your joy. Resilience mm -hmm. is about joy. There's a lot of people that think it's all trauma and harsh and, oh, you got to fight everything. And oh, and it's like, no, actually, resilience is about supporting your joy and enjoying mm -hmm. this life. For what it is. And that can be very challenging for many people when they have experienced a lot of pain and a lot of actions of pain of, from other people. And it's warrior work. Yep. To come back and remember, because it's like we're feeling bodies that think, so we're giving out energy all the time. Mm -hmm. So if we're not really supporting the joy, what are we really offering other people? Yes. What are we admitting out into the world? Like, it's totally, it's 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 like you said, energy, right? Mm -hmm. oh, so I've been telling, like, what I leave with everybody that I interact with um, is be kind to yourself. And being here in Jamaica, the amount of people are like, yeah, yeah, I do that. <laughs> Other people are like, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Because we're, we've been conditioned to say, be kind to other people. But everything has to start from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So if you're having to try to be kind to yourself, I would ask you, well, what are you actually offering to other people? Huh. If you think you're being kind to other people, yet it's work for you to be kind to yourself, Ask yourself, what is it that I'm really giving to other people then? And a lot of times it's a trauma response to want to feel safe. So you're people pleasing. 
Oh, that's so good. So, so good, Nat. Thank you for this time. And, and, and awakening our listeners up to a different way of thinking and mm -hmm. also um, validating a lot of people that already think this way. I think that's what our listeners are here is because they agree with a lot of the things that we talk about and also wanting to learn more and expand on their thoughts. So thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, I left, want to hear the waves a little bit more. <laughs> <in the background. laughs> I actually will walk a little closer so you can hear them a little and we can end it with yes. the listeners being able to regulate themselves by listening to these waves. Oh, I think that's beautiful, beautiful. I ask all of our listeners, what does spiritual parenting mean to you? Because whatever it is, just seek it, ask for it, and do whatever it takes to make you shine, because you will. I'm living proof. You be a guest again. You are such a great host, and you make it so easy to openly speak and connect with you. So thank you for the gift that you give to others by being yourself. Oh, my pleasure. I don't know what it is, but we must be doing something right because our followers are increasing. Please find us on Instagram. We would love to have you a part of our community. And also, we're doing lives every month. So if you have questions for us, hop online and ask us because it's practice for us and also learning for everybody. Have a great day.